Hello, everyone. I am back with a new episode, which I'm very excited to share with you. Uh, you might have noticed there wasn't so much content in the last couple of weeks. That's because I am very busy with my other project, Human Plus, that's taking a lot of my attention right now. And um, even though sometimes I have these thoughts of, oh my God, I need to deliver podcast content. And I really feel like I this is what I should be doing, etc. And that's just what I love doing as well. I sometimes am trying to walk the talk, as they say, and, uh, and cut back on a couple of things when life just gets too overwhelming because I don't want to lose the joy in anything that I do. And the podcast is giving me amazing feeling of joy. And so I had to pause a little bit in order to not lose that. But now I'm back with a couple of amazing guests, Chloe being one of them. So Chloe, which I had the pleasure to talk to last week, she is one of those people who at some point in their life start really listening to their intuition and make the necessary changes, if, if you know what I mean. And I know a lot of people struggle with the whole concept of intuition. What is it? Is it really my intuition speaking? Is it something else? And what do I do with it? Do I listen to it? Do I ignore it? Like what's the whole, what's the whole thing about? And I find it so inspiring every time I meet somebody who has that hunch that there's something more for them out there and take a leap of, how do you say, a leap of faith to make the changes, even though it's scary and even though it's unknown and they don't know what expects them on, on the other side and just follow it and make it happen and actually turn a belief or a passion into a business. And that is exactly what Chloe did. Chloe used to work as a trend researcher for over 10 years and she eventually started tuning in and she describes it as a download where that voice just told her to make certain changes in her life, develop a Kundalini practice, start teaching. And that's what she that's what she did, even though not everything made sense in the beginning. But she followed her intuition and she followed what it was telling her and eventually started teaching. And now she's also the founder of the Meditation Club which is a platform supporting women through meditation and other personal growth practices. And I just think this is pretty cool when people have the guts and, and just go for it. And, and that's why I wanted to share this conversation with you because I think all of us sometimes struggle a little bit with that intuition thing and should I really listen to it? And oh my God, what's going to happen if I do? And I just find it inspiring when we meet people who can authentically tell about their experiences and uh, where it has turned out quite nicely. So I'm excited for you to listen to this conversation and stay tuned for next week's episode or the week after that. I'm not sure when I'm going to live it again it depends a little bit on my schedule but there will be more coming and I look forward to share all of that with you my conversations and I would love to hear from you as well so please do ping me a message on LinkedIn I'm more of a LinkedIn girl but I am on Instagram as well at cat and the universe you can ping me there you can ping me on Twitter all of the information is in the show notes I always love hearing from you I love your suggestions if you have any if you know anyone who would be a great guest for the podcast please also let me know and yeah that's it really I'm going to stop talking now and I hope you enjoyed the episode bye
Why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, sure. Thank you uh, for the invitation and thank you for giving me the opportunity to just, you know, share my story and all the things that uh, I'd like to share with them, with the world and, and your community. Um, so my name is Chloe. I was born in France um, and with an Austrian father. So I grew up in two culture with two cold in a multicultural background let's say and uh which is an important point because this explains why when i turned 20 i decided to just leave my country or my home to just go and, and see the world so i moved to germany um i kept like traveling a lot it was like always part of my identity then i moved to after uh, right before i turned 30 i had like the calling or kind of the the download to move to portugal uh i didn't have any like plan or intention which was quite unusual for me because i used to be you know quite structured and also after 10 years spent in germany uh i I, this was something I was like, you know, like the structure and the planning was something I was doing quite perfectly, let's say. And then I moved to Portugal and from that moment, my life completely changed. This was uh, almost five years ago now. And so I used to work until 2016. I used to work as a trend researcher, first as a freelancer. And then I founded my agency, which was called Granulate. Um, and then 2016, uh, I started to, I don't know, like, I had, had like different interests, different needs, different aspirations. And then I just decided to give it a go and just to go with the flow. And again, uh, quite unusual, right? Uh, so 2017, I reached a point of my life where I felt that I was, you know, kind of happy. I was, I was okay. I was not, you know, I was kind of privileged and, and very happy with my life, but I felt that something was missing. Um, and I had kind of, again, here, like a download to, you know, to start um, to dive deeper into like a practice. And then it was a yoga practice and then a Kundalini yoga practice. Um, and from then, from that moment, again, things started to change again. Uh, so I completely, you know, like my life, I, I, have, I don't have any words to explain that, but like everything started to change. Uh, and then I decided to really like, cut things off from my life and to radically change it. And I um, decided to do a teacher training to become um, or to become a teacher, a Kundalini yoga teacher. And uh, this is what I'm what I'm doing now um, full time since January. And um, yeah, that's that's the thing. So quite quite a, a long journey, but you know, at the end of the day, it's um, it was um, like um, a very nice experience. Mm. You say you received downloads. Can you elaborate on that a little bit so people know what you mean by that and how that information comes through as well for you? 
I think that, you know, like uh, downloads are something that we all get, but sometimes we're not just ready to, to, to hear them or to listen to them or to receive them. So basically this is kind of a, you know, like a, a message that you receive, uh, whether it is a message like a, a sound or like a like clear message with words or maybe a feeling. So this is how I, like understand what a download is. And so I received like, at this time I received like a very clear message, like with words, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, and again, you know, like some people listening might never have like some downloads or anything like that. And it's completely fine because again, sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off uh, and sometimes uh, it just happened constantly and sometimes it doesn't and it's all good. Um, but yeah, and, and sometimes also you don't follow the downloads, you receive them, but you don't follow them. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, so this is yeah kind of a message that you receive, you don't really know from where, uh, where we could elaborate on that, um, but yeah. Mm, I think we all receive downloads all the time. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I receive them all the time. Uh, I've started listening to them as well. It makes your life way easier. <laughs> what did your What did your downloads say? Because you say they were quite concrete, right? So the first one was uh, January two thousand sixteen, waking up uh, in my flat in Berlin and saying you have to move to Portugal this year. I was like, okay. Um, yes, well, I need to figure this out, but okay. Um, and then I did, uh, I moved there um, a few months after. Uh, and then the second download was like this thing with Kundalini, you have to start the Kundalini yoga practice, which I did. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and for, you know, the, the, fun, the funny story here is that my first session, my first class, I hated it. I was so bored. I, I, I was like, I don't understand why I have to do this because this is super boring. This is, you know, like I had to keep the same posture for like 10 minutes. Uh, we were listening to this weird music. So I was like completely confused, but because I trusted the download, I was like, no, but you, you know, there is something here for you. So just continue, continue, continue. Um, yeah, so this was just what like the concrete messages that um, I, I received before turning into a full-time um, teacher and um, yeah, practitioner as well. Wow. And uh, I think for, for some people who are not so accustomed to downloads, I think it would be fair to probably call this intuition or, or your purpose speaking to you, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's the purpose because I'm I, I'm I'm a bit struggling with this with this term, uh, with this concept of purpose. But at least, yes, it's your it's your intuition. Uh, or um, you know, some people would say, well, maybe this is uh, you know your higher self talking to you. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many names actually, and this is what makes this you know it's so beautiful because everyone can find his own terms to describe it and to uh, resonate with it mm -hmm. yeah i agree it happens for everyone but people read it differently people call it differently um what i what i find quite astonishing to be honest with you is 
it it sounds at least like it was very easy for you to follow that in, intuition, right? How come? How is that? Or am I misreading the situation? It sounds like you got a download and then you just did it. Where does that security come from to trust it? Um, that's 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 a very good question. I think that um, I think intuition always comes when you are ready for it. Even if you don't know that you're ready, you are ready for it. So every time before getting those downloads, I was already like on the mental level, not in sync with my current situation. So I was very open to receive anything that will help me to move forward. So I guess that this openness, uh, like, uh, and this, trust but back then I didn't back then I was like the less spiritual person on earth like uh for me it's you know spirituality was something like new age thing that I didn't relate at all like I didn't have any connection to it um so for me it was just well I'm open and whatever comes I will see how I feel with that and actually I, I like this idea of moving to Portugal I thought oh okay that's fun yeah, let's do this. I've been in Berlin for 10 years, been turning 30 this year. If I don't do anything uh, right now, when, you know, mm -hmm. time is now. And so I guess this is why I just trust. And But again, I didn't conceptualize it. I didn't have this thing of trust the process or just go with the flow or anything. It was just like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool I find I personally find it so fascinating and maybe somebody out there as well because I'm the kind of person who who would always overthink uh, these things you know and uh, I would say things like trust the process and uh, I would always have to talk myself into and uh, and recently and there's a reason why you are now like this as well like why I'm speaking to you now is I, I keep meeting people who seem to be so easy about these things uh, who do not conceptualize and who just trust and go with it and these seem to be the most the happiest the most content people and uh, that's also why you know I've been following your work for some time and that is exactly that vibe that I'm that I've been getting from you it's not overanalyzing the whole thing it's not trying to be someone or to over um yeah overanalyze the whole thing and just go with it and share what you what you feel yes but I have to say also at the same time I remember you telling me that you you wait like three times until your intuition you know like for your intuition to for to follow your intuition and I, I was also kind of inspired by that you know because sometimes it's not your intuition talking to you you know it's something else uh so the 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 art here or the challenge or the you know the beauty of it is to try to differentiate like who is talking to me right now is it my ego or my intuition or my body or whatever yeah but I definitely had to learn the I definitely had to learn to listen to my intuition um mm -hmm. so and, and and now the reason why I wait now three times until I get like re really clear signs is because simply I, I pick up a lot of uh, information and uh and yeah as you said like sometimes you need to be sure is that 
real? Is this, uh, is this, yeah, or is this just my ego or whatever speaking, you know, God knows. Um, so, yeah, but I'm always fascinated how intuition works, although I'm the one who would always question and you sh seem to, um, seem to follow it naturally, which is beautiful. I would actually like to ask you um, some advice for people listening. How can they, how can they find their inner voice, their intuition, and maybe some tips to listen to it, to, to actually learn how to trust it and know what's intuition and what's fear or so? Um, I think there it's, it's, it's a process first. Um, it's about, the I guess the first step is deciding if you want to allow it or not. Uh, because sometimes you just you don't have the space for it you know like sometimes it can be scary imagine you have this voice telling you uh, leave your husband or your wife um, move to New Zealand and um, quit your job you know so it can be very scary so you have to you have to make the conscious decision uh, you know if you are ready or not to listen to it and to let it guide you uh, so I, I say I would say that this is you know the, the first thing and some people are very intuitive but they just don't know it because they you know they it's too it's too woohoo for them you know so they just like oh no I, I oh I had a feeling feeling this is something that is acceptable you know that in the society we have feelings and emotions so they say oh I had a feeling so you know sometimes before because I really wanted to, to learn how to be intuitive, but then I realized that actually I was already intuitive. Uh, the only thing was that I had a different language. So I guess the very first question is, am I ready? Am I, am I ready to receive the, the guidance of my intuition? And second is, um, am I actually maybe already intuitive if I think about all the decisions that I made in my life? And then that's, this would make actually, I guess, the, the process a bit easier at, the, at, at first, saying, oh, actually, I'm already intuitive, so how am I doing it? And if you realize that, well, actually, this is not your case, you've never been listening to your intuition, um, I would say that the first step, and this is something that I'm constantly learning, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't, I think that we are all, um, you know, like, uh, like we are a process, um, we are not like identities, we're processes. So I'm constantly learning, also learning how to talk about it and to reframe it. But right now I would say the first step, which might be um, for some of us, the easiest step and then for others, the most challenging step would be to connect to your, to your body, to your, um, to your senses and actually there is a term for that it's called interoception a term that I learned like only a few weeks ago and that completely changed my life you know the body is always talking to us mm -hmm. it's just that it's whispering it's not shy it's not screaming so this is why yeah so you know and, and this is something that you can do like listening to your to your body like oh I am thirsty or I need more sleep or I need to move I need to you know and then when you see, you need to, to, to see it, to believe it. When you see that, oh, actually when I'm giving my body like water because it's asking for water, then I'm feeling better. 
So thank God I followed this intuition or this feeling that, or this signal that my body sent me. And then you can, from then, from there, you can then move on and say, okay, um, so I would like to know, I would like to receive guidance on this topic. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more beautiful than just asking, you know, but just not asking someone or, you know, or it's just asking like, oh, I'm wondering, or maybe it would be helpful to know if, mm-hmm. and then creating the space to receive, meaning being patient, being like the most present that you can, even if it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's kind of challenging sometimes. Um, but yes, this idea of just asking and then see what's happening and working with it. You know, I, I, I think there is, it's, it's it's all about the practice mm-hmm. you know it's how, how do we learn in life we learn everything like by practicing them so we need to practice to practice to practice uh if we feel that we need this um that we want to have our intuition in our life so yeah there are there are no like very concrete tips but i would say um like connection to the body, like first asking ourselves, okay, investigating like self-inquiry. Okay, maybe I'm already intuitive, but I don't know it. So I need to think about it and then connection to the body and then like moving on slowly and like like exploring, not being afraid to explore. I like what you said about that water example, almost testing, testing it out, experiencing your intuition on a small scale like listening to it, um, doing what it says, paying attention to the result, and then acknowledging that that was your intuition. I think every little act like this helps people to understand, wow, this is real. I have now experienced my intuition. So maybe I can now try to ask for something bigger or so. So I think this is actually a beautiful example that you gave there. I, I really liked, you know, like I, I love to have, I have a very practical approach to things and I'm, I'm uh, like, I'm, you know, I have a down to earth approach to, to everything that I'm doing, even if it's linked to spirituality or meditation or, or you know, yoga, but yes, it's all about, you know, the small steps. It's mm-hmm. all about, it's not about the goal. It's not about like becoming the most intuitive person. It's about the direction which is in this case, oh, working with intuition. And then you just do the, you know, you just, you do you, you just do your small steps every single day and then you see what happens. And then one day you will be like super intuitive and then it will be just, you know, like you will have a strong, like in almost intimacy with this intuition. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can only say over the years as I have started to understand and trust my intuition, um, I, I now have complete faith, even if it says things to me that my mind doesn't understand. If my intuition says yes or no, I will, I will do so accordingly. And, uh, and that has only happened now over many years of practicing it, trusting. And uh, it's a very strong muscle that you can develop. And it never failed me. Not once has my intuition failed me. In fact, I only ever got, got in trouble when I didn't listen to it. So... 
Yeah, beautiful. Yes. That's, that's yeah, I would say the same. <laughs> nice. And uh, tell me about your journey into meditation. Did that start around the same time or did that happen later? So I think that uh, it was 2016 as well. Uh, it was like, the, you know, like I was working as a trend researcher. So for me, it was very, not for me, but it was like I needed to be like aware of all the things that were happening in the, in the different fields that I was covering, including wellness and well-being. Um, so it was right, right at the beginning of uh, mindfulness, at least in Europe, I guess, the US, or let's say the mindfulness like started to become not mainstream, it was like the early beginning, you know, and so I was asked to do um, a project about the idea of strengths. And uh, for that project, I was asked to interview someone like kind of a psychologist uh, or someone working in like as a scholar to really give this idea of strength, like a, like a solid concept. Um, and so I found this woman who was a professor at Harvard. Her name is Dr. Ellen Fisher. And she is actually one of the first scholars to um, study and work with mindfulness on, on a scientific level. Of course, there are other persons, but by, like back then I didn't know them at all. So it, I was completely new in this field. So I, got, I had this interview with her and she gave like, you know, some very simple tips how to create and, and cultivate strengths that meant for her things like resilience, or mental strengths, or it was not necessarily about physical, but more like about the brain, the physical, or the, uh, yes, this idea of resilience. And so I found her at this quite interesting, and I was like, okay, so, and she gave a few tips in this interview, and I decided to, to follow them, you know, for instance, like listening to people when they talk to you, not just like, uh, hearing what they say, but actually really listening. And I started to see how my, like my experience was completely different. Like my life experience when I started to really listening to people. So I decided to give it a go and to do like a 30 day challenge, like with a five minute practice every day when I, uh, right after waking up and then it was in January and actually, you know, this was at the same time that I got the download to move to Portugal. So I was quite happy after 30 days. Um, and then I think that I stopped and then I went back to it, but it was like an on off. I was not like convinced. Mm -hmm. uh, you went convinced? I was not really? convinced because I was con I could see the effects on 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 my on my psyche on my um, emotions. This was like very clear, but I wasn't convinced by the practice itself. Like okay, you know, like the mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. I felt like something was missing. Okay, got it. And then it's only like a few months after when I moved to Portugal, when I started to practice Kundalini, that like something 
something shifted and then I started to see things like completely in a different way. So I, I reached an, an, another level of depth and that was exactly what I needed at this moment. And then uh, I decided a few months after it was 2018, I decided to, to do again a 40 days practice of daily meditation. And this is when like, it was actually a prosperity meditation. There are a lot of prosperity meditation in Kundalini Yoga and my life. I mean, after 40, 40 days, like completely changed. I met uh, this man who is now my fiance. Uh, um, we, I, my, my dream like was to go to Japan and then it happened a few weeks after. Um, I got like so many ideas about my job and my career. And I was like just living in this very abundant state of life. And I was like, okay, this is incredible. And from that moment, I, I committed. I decided that this, this is something I wanted um, uh, to be part of my life. What is this practice? <laughs> Tell us. Well, the, the prosperity practice. Well, there are many prosperity practices, <laughs> uh, but uh, this one was, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's like working with a mantra and it's, uh, it's, it's basically, you know, it's, it's a meditation practice where you practice intention, uh, attention and presence and this and that. But it, for me, it was like really going next level because I was chanting this mantra that I didn't understand. I mean, this was not my language. I was not, you know, like, so it was like completely like trust the unknown and just go with it. You don't know why it's working, but it's working and it's fun. You know, I was really having fun doing it. And then, yeah. And then from that moment, it was, oh, but it's, it's just part of my life now, mm -hmm. you know, like, and then, but still, you know, I, I, I was still like testing. I was, I would go like a few days off and not doing my, not doing my meditation to just see if it was just my mind or if it was really real mm -hmm. and then yes after a few days I was noticing okay uh yeah but by no mean I'm saying that everyone should meditate or something like that you know of course I'm biased but I think that everyone should find his his or her own practice mm -hmm. this is really the message that I want to convey like everyone you know there is a lot for everyone and it's it's not for everyone some people you know it's not meditation that they need it's something else uh, but for me, it, it worked. And then from that moment, it's just, yeah, everything open. And like, I started to just discover new things and new realms and new uh, fields of research. And it, it was fascinating. And until today, you know, and it's, it's. You've it's, made a whole career out of it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> exactly. I made, a, I made a whole career out of it. Uh, and again, of course, I'm biased. And of course, I believe this is. Uh, something amazing yeah but um it's just that you know like with this idea of if it's working for me maybe it will work for others as well so maybe I should share this yeah with others and uh I mean I uh I, I'm a big meditation advocate I love hearing your story and I love how it just you know it's just such a good example of how a practice can completely change your life and I agree with you in the way that not everyone has to do meditation uh, or not 
it, meditation is not for everyone, but I do think that everyone needs to find that connections, connection to themselves. And meditation is just a very good, easy way in a, in a way to do this. So um, yeah, very, very interesting to hear. And also what I've, first of all, I want to say earlier, you uh, sold your, yourself short because you didn't mention that you're also the founder of the meditation club, which I just wanted to highlight, which um, maybe you can talk a little bit about. And one thing, and this is the thing that made me reach out to you eventually was that you were talking about I can't remember if it was an event series or interviews that you have done or so or like common trends that you identified, but it said something along the lines that meditation seems to be the underlying practice of many successful, um, I think it was women in that case, probably, but probably you can, it's probably for everyone the same. Um, it's not just a women thing. So that is the the thing that eventually made me think wow this would be really interesting to talk about and maybe yeah you can talk a little bit about the work that you do with the me the meditation club but then also how come that that is the binding element meditation it's um you know it's it's um it's a belief like i believe that meditation is a great practice for people to thrive and to change their life if this is what they want to do. So uh, I'm just trying to, um, you know, like uh, talk to other people who might have the same belief. And it's, it's and a lot of people, or in this case, a lot of women have the same um, belief. So basically, yes, this is a series that I'm hosting um, on a weekly basis and where I'm talking with women uh, who are turning their vision into reality. Um, and my guess and my, uh, what I'm seeing is that they, what they have in common is a spiritual practice in many cases, a meditation practice, but not only. I like to call those other practices the um, like inner leadership practices like um, breath work, visualization, going to into like walking in nature, um, you know, whatever you, you want to do. But it's true that a lot of them, uh, yeah, are kind of have this practice of meditation and different types of practices. Um, and, you know, like, of course, part of my job is to read a lot about meditation, its effect and all the scientific studies. But at the end of the day, the reason why the meditation club exists is very simple. Uh, so back in 2020 or around March 15, we entered in lockdown. I was living in Portugal back then. And so I couldn't teach anymore. And I was I just started to teach uh, like Kundalini Yoga. And so I was like, okay, what can I do? now that I cannot teach anymore mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to go live every day because I felt that maybe this is something that could help people you know like a 10 minute meditation on a daily basis and I would do it on Instagram on Facebook and then let's see and I had no experience like with tech or I was not even like a tech savvy I was like really like yeah the first live that it was very challenging let's mm -hmm. say but after 40 days I had like you know 
people and friends reaching out and saying, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's kind of nice to have this meeting every day. And, and I feel I can at least breathe normally and not like, uh, you know, feeling overwhelmed by all what was happening. Because remember back then we had no idea what no idea. was happening. Yeah. So for me, it was like, oh, that's nice. So actually what I, what works for me actually also works for others, like having a daily practice and actually practicing together because sometimes people just don't have the space to set a meditation practice for themselves. Mm -hmm. So you know what? I'm just going to create a meditation club. So this is what I did after the 40 days of um, the, the practice. So right after uh, the end of the lockdown in Portugal back then, beginning of May, I launched a meditation club, which was like back then only like, a meditation 40 days we practice twice a week together the rest of the day you practice on your own with a video and that's it and it was a side project mm -hmm. and now it is what it is meaning like a platform with um uh, like a membership where you get access to well still the same daily practice for 30 days and not 40 days anymore uh and uh each month has a different focus with uh, lectures and exercises including breathwork and um, yoga practices so basically each month we focus on one topic and we explore this topic from different perspectives and uh, different also through different uh, channels like the physical channel with the practice of yoga but also like maybe more the mental channel with the lectures and then of course the daily practice that is kind of the thread Mm -hmm. um so yes i built all this thing this platform around the practice of meditation um and and again i think it's 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 all very well i like to think it's very intuitive sometimes i get caught by the very strategic approach like should do, you should you should do this you should do that and then i'm like uh, no it's 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 leading nowhere um but yeah and then so i started to see this in my community then i was like okay but maybe it's just because they are practicing they are learning meditation that it's changing their life so then i got curious and i wanted to reach out to other people who've been meditating for ages for years uh like you uh, as well you were meditating for a long time so and then yes, and this is what I'm still discovering, you know, that this is, this is like a commitment and this is something that gives you, it gives you so much. Mm -hmm. Practice gives you so much and whatever you're doing, again, it doesn't have to be meditation. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be meditation for me, but it can be anything else. Yeah. Um, how beautiful, how your personal passion evolved into, into now your, your main uh, your main gig and uh, and again it it sounds that it evolved kind of natural just you will let that way and you choose to follow which is um, beautiful to hear and also I just really like the vibe that you are giving I think you said it earlier as well um, you're a very down-to-earth person um, and that's I feel like that is what people what I at least take away from consuming your content um, which is which is cool so I'm wondering what is your approach to spirituality? And you and I, we had a bit of an interesting chat about this already when we first caught up. And uh, yeah, I would love to uh, briefly touch up 
upon this as well? Um, that's a tricky question for me. The first thing that I want to say maybe is that uh, for me, spirituality uh, is, a, is a practice. Um, it doesn't have to be religious. It, it can, but it doesn't have to if you don't resonate with um, religion as an institution or as a, you know, or corporation. Um, and it's, it's something that, it's something that just makes life more inter interesting. Mm -hmm. mm. For me, spirituality is just, you know, you, you can choose to just live your life and achieve the things that you want to achieve and just, you know, have fun and just enjoying every moment of it. Or you can decide uh, that you want to, you know, like dig into things and ask yourself some questions and, um, and then see if other people resonate and just go on a, on a journey and just explore the different approaches to spirituality. Uh, what I found fascinating is that we tend to think, or at least what we receive is that a lot of practices and traditions of spirituality are from, you know, like, um, Southeast Asia and uh, like from, from the East part of, of the, the earth of the world. But actually we have also uh, in our own Western culture, a lot of spirituality practices that might um, have disappeared like partly because of different things. But it's interesting to see that it's something that all the humans have in common. And then you know, the way you want to approach it and you want to see it, this is, this is up to you. But for me, I think that, or at least where I'm currently at, is that I love to see spirituality from different lenses. So right now I'm into this, you know, like into the philosophical approach, like actually seeing and realizing that uh, spirituality, even if, the Greeks didn't call it like that. I don't know, maybe they did, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they were already talking about all things, you know, about, about the spirit, mm -hmm. uh, the spirit, the soul, um, you know, and then everything that is around uh, this concept. So yeah, sometimes I'm curious and I like to, you know, to try things out just like, oh, this, yeah, that's kind of, uh, fun like I don't know like the Akashic records for instance mm -hmm. or uh, but I'm still I feel it's not my expertise this is not where I am uh, the most at ease and where I want to I want to evolve mm -hmm. uh, in this more let's say maybe um, uh, yeah the current spirituality I have another approach and this is not better or, or, or whatever, it's just different. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I believe it, it resonates with a lot of people as well who don't like to put too many labels on it because, uh, yeah, I mean, this podcast is obviously called Connecting Business and Spirituality because you have to call it something. And uh, spirituality is the, the thing that, you know, for me encompasses all these amazing tools 
uh, that can help people to live better lives. But I do know that a lot of people have an epiphany against spirituality. So I, uh, once again, I think that is why your work resonates with people. And, and you know, I get it. Uh, I, I, I get it why people have, because it's so far away from what we what we experience, you know, yeah. uh, especially in, in the business. But I like this idea of, um, you know, like uh, just simple, again, simple, simple steps, Simplicity, yeah. you know, like, well, you are in a meeting, okay, to practice the art of listening, you mm -hmm. know, like really listen and not just hear to what your colleagues are saying and to, this is this is this is a practice this is spirituality yeah it is i and i i also see why people have that um why they're often taken aback by the word spirituality so i'm glad that we're bringing this up because that is exactly how i see it as well it's the yeah it's the ability to listen to yourself it's the simplicity in the act of being and being aware and uh, and that is what ultimately enriches people's lives so yeah Yes, and I guess that spirituality, at least in my understanding, is also like connected to, um, you know, like the, the richness, the richest, the vastness of our um, beings and our life experiences and also what the world has to offer uh, and to be able also to challenge things that we've been told. Uh, this is also for me spiritual practice because it's really like learning to listen, as you said, to yourself and to just trust that there is maybe more than what you think. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, yeah, it can take any form, but there is more than what, what, what you see like yes. in reality. Beautiful. Chloe, where can people find out more about you? Um, so on Instagram, obviously, I have um, uh, an account that uh, I really love and I put a lot of energy in. It's called Essence of Victory. Um, and then on, um, on um, well, the World Wide Web, uh, there is an, I have a website called The Meditation Club. I'm sure that you will put all the details in the, um, in the notes. But uh, yes, otherwise, um, right now I don't get, I don't go uh, out a lot um, because of the current situation, but uh, otherwise anywhere where uh, in the world where it's nice and, and uh, with a good, a good energy. Right. And right now you're in Paris, right? Yeah, near Paris. I'm in yeah, a Paris. city called uh, Orléans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for sharing um, your message and your, your beautiful energy with me and, um, and my audience today. And um, yeah, Thank I you. put all the information in the show notes. And uh, Thank you so much for, again, for the invitation. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you.